Welcome to the Storytime Podcast, and I'm your host, Chat Monius. On this reflective episode, Samuel and I discuss his passions for DJing and that his alter ego, DJ Lone Wolf HD, understands the need to move the crowd. As we contemplate and drill down on our imperfections, we agree that sometimes it brings out the worst in us. In the midst of certainty and loss, healing needs to be promoted. As I paraphrase my man Three Sacks, we're not an island, a peninsula maybe. Welcome to the Storytime Podcast, and I'm your host, Chad Monius. On this episode today, we're going to talk about flaws. Well, I don't like to call them flaws. I like to call them life's little perfect imperfections if I steal it from CeeLo Green. And uh, today's episode, we got a, uh, a guy by the name of Samuel on the phone. How you doing, Samuel? How you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself? Oh, I can't complain. It's hot down here. I'm quite sure it's hot everywhere in America, but, uh, you know, we're going to talk about some, some things today. You ready for that? Yes, sir. All right, tell us a little bit about yourself, Samuel. Well, I should go by DJ Lone Wolf HD. And as the name goes, I'm a DJ who is from New York, but I've been all over the United States for a good portion of my life. I'm currently in Omaha, and I normally do music online, and I just started doing music in clubs. Oh, cool. Now, what kind of music do you specialize in? I That's the best part. I'm, I'm very... I'm very varied, so I can go either. I can go anywhere I so choose. I can do top forty. I can do Caribbean music. I can do K-pop, Jersey club, hip hop, um, R and B. You name, it, I can do it, and country as well. For some reason, oh, wow, <laughs> you're, you're like the human Spotify, then, huh? Well, I try to because I want to be like a, a Swiss Army. I'm going to be a jack of all trades when I want to be. That's good. Now, when did you start uh, doing your DJ stuff? It actually started around when I originally did it. It was like when I when I was like three. My uncle showed me turntables, and I started scratching. Then I didn't actually do it as like I'm going to do it until it was like around like eight, seventeen, eighteen, as a way to cope with stress. Oh, really? Okay, okay. So you you started now. Did you model yourself at as uh, model yourself after current DJs, or you pretty much just did whatever you felt? No, I I just did whatever I wanted, honestly. It's just it was just oh this sounds nice let's do it and that's all that was. Okay, okay. No, so you didn't you went on uh on YouTube looking at EDM DJs no. or looking at old school no. DJs. You just said hey I'm gonna, no. be, I'm gonna be DJ Lone Wolf by myself. Yeah, literally. Yeah, I just downloaded Virtual DJ and just and just learned it by myself in like a couple of days and then and then everything started. <laughs> that's cool. Now, what was your first your first gig you ever done? Um, that's the ironic thing. Um, I just did my first gig last month oh, really? at a um, at a jackpot music hall in Lawrence, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Um, it was for a pride event, an LGBT pride event, and okay. it was also a drag show. Okay. And this so is how- like, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry, let me interrupt you. And this 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 was kind of ironically a stereotypical a kind of stereotypical story. It was literally I met the promoter. At a completely different party a year ago with a, with another DJ, and I was like, Hey, I am DJ Lone Wolf. I went to DJ one of your parties. Here is my information. If you need me for a party, let, let me know. And literally a year went by, and now we were in Chicago doing something. I get a message from, from the promoter saying, Hey, yeah, where are you free? <laughs> wow. And, and the thing was, when I did the event, nobody knew it was my first time. Everybody thought I've been doing this for a while. And I'm like, Online, yes. In person, no, hell no. <laughs> and nobody had clues later on. 
So all those years of practice from being tw- from 12 until now uh, kind of helped you out. Very much so, yes, in multiple ways. Now, when you're out there and you're about to start that party up and you had that first song played, do you have like your, your set in your head or you go by the mood of the crowd? I go by the mood of the crowd. I literally, and this, this, would, this would mean making music in general. It's, um, I, I know what the first song's going to be. I always make sure I know that much. It's, and that's go by go, me going by my gut. If I get that feeling of I played this song, things about to pop off, I know that's the first song I'm going to go with. I first figured that out. And then I just go by the middle of the crowd. I feel everybody out. I feel myself out. And I just just honestly go by the, the, the mood of the crowd and I just keep the flow going that way. If I feel like I need a much of place, I will increase the tempo and everything and go that far. If I need mm-hmm. to slow it all the way down, I can I will bring it down. So with the way you're doing, the way you're DJing, you kind of you have to be attentive to the mood of the crowd all the time. Very much so, yes. Because you never know. At, at some point, you don't want, know when to crack a slow song on at the wrong time. Oh, no. Because when I did the party van, I first said it was me and my, my feet way honestly. Just like, okay, we're here. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> let's, let's figure this out. And then the second set, I, I, I found my pocket. It's like if you're a football player and you mm-hmm. find your pocket where you can get the bullet, the bullet throw in for the touchdown, I found it. And I was like, oh, yeah, done. Yeah, 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 I don't mess, yeah, I don't mess up. And sure. that's when I actually went for it. I actually did the mix I actually wanted to do. And actually, when I got the best reaction. Now, did you feel, so, when you felt that when you were in your pocket, was that what you expected when you started, when you wanted to do that feeling of, of just being in sync with the crowd? Yes, that's what I wanted. That's exactly what I wanted because the issue that I had was I didn't want to go there with I wanted this, Hello? but the crowd wanted this. I wanted I wanted to make sure that okay, yes, I may be different from the crowd, but I want to make sure that I get what the crowd wants. You said you were in that pocket and you had that crowd moving. Was that what you expected when you became a DJ? Honestly, yes and no. Yes, because I understood that, yes, I may have my own wants in music, but the crowd is not me. I got to entertain the crowd. And no, because I didn't expect how energetic I would get, you know? Because it was like when I hit that pop and actually started playing those songs and I looked at the reaction from the crowd, I saw people who didn't want to dance start to dance. I saw people who didn't want to drink start to drink. And it was like, oh, shit, I have this much power. And, and not in the sense of like, um, very like vindictive and like egotistical, but like in sense of like, oh, just this song made somebody who was like kind of like, eh, maybe not, start dancing and having a good time. So yeah, that, yes and no. Yeah, well, that's the power of music, man. I, I think you understand that now. I think you understand that you know you can you can move that crowd one way, one direction or another just by what you how what kind of music you play. Yes, and it's actually very exciting to watch for the first time. To be really honest. So you're not like, uh, I hate to use a, a Marvel comic reference, so you felt like Thanos with that glove on. You're in control of the whole universe with that, with that DJ. Yes. It's like, it, let's use Thanos for a reference. You know, like, over the, over the years, as I've been getting all the Infinity Stones, mm-hmm. practicing, practicing, making sure that I found the, the areas where if I get challenged in that area, you get yeah, no. Right. <laughs> um, and then when I found all of them, then ironically that's when the whole that that event comes because i'm a believer that nothing happens just because which will 
when we're about to talk to in a few minutes, you'll see why in a minute. Mm-hmm. So when the event came and I actually did it, it was like, oh, okay, yep, I'm a DJ. That that's for sure. <laughs> that's for damn sure. Yes, that's for damn sure. So how'd you feel after your set was over? You packing up your equipment and plugging everything. How'd you feel? No longer nervous. No longer like worried about people judging me. In the sense of like, in the sense of like me being a DJ, because I'm a very intro, introverted person. I am a mm-hmm. very, I, I say to myself a lot more often than people see. And I was worried about, okay, did I do a bad job? This is my very first one. So when I went up to the people and I was like, and I was asking like, how did I do? And they were like, wait, I was like, oh, you did fantastic. And then and I hit them with the, you know, it was my first time, right? It was like, no, no, it's not. You're lying. And I'm like, yeah, it just. Like no, you're lying. No, you're, you're bullshit. You're bull crapping us. I'm like, no, you're bullshit. Why was I'm the DJ. Why would I lie about this? <laughs> How you mean? I just did. I just did the show. <laughs> right, exactly. Now you. So you're you're basically saying your self worth as far as your DJing is concerned, it has has gone up since before you started the whole process. Very much so. Yes, and then with recent events, we're going to talk about increasing even more. Okay. Now. We're talking about the imperfections of life. How does that imperfection affect your, your DJ? Um, well, let, let's, let's first say what the imperfection is. Let's, let's start there. Okay. Um, the, the, the childhood that I had was not good by any means of the word. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to quickly skim by it. Uh, mother passed away at a very young age. Grandmother had me for a few years. Grandmother realized she was going to die from um, cancer. Contacted mm-hmm. family friends. Say, hey, yo, watch. Hey, yo, take care of him. Please, thank you. Word. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> right, friend was, right. Friend was like, friend was like, whoa, I got you. <laughs> friend came, picked me up, brought me to Virginia, where I was raised. Um, that friend and her family were not the best people in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew, I knew they cared, but mm-hmm. because of that whole cycle of just honestly not that's that vicious cycle that everybody goes through of just honestly not being given the correct information and not being taken care of. It affected them too. And that in a, in a way of mental abuse, physical abuse, emotional abuse, the cycle basically continued on to me. Right. So my 14, so during that 14 years, I never really felt loved or wanted. Mm-hmm. And I hate pain because in that childhood, it was simply, I will try to do something and I feel pain instead. Mm-hmm. So it, could be, it could be physical, mental, emotional, whatever the case may be. Right. I felt pain and I don't like pain. So that imperfection simply put, I never felt wanted or loved. And I will do the craziest things to avoid pain at all costs. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I will do things to feel validated, to feel like I wanted a love. And that unfortunately fed into every aspect of my life. It wasn't until very recently, as a matter of fact, that I actually noticed that. And it was brought to my attention and actually decided to deal with it for once. Okay. Now, those 14 years, 14 years you were in Virginia? For 14 years, yes. So, so from like 99, no, 99 to 2015. Actually, that's 15 years. Because um, that's basically spent basically my childhood from like Five to eight, five to twenty-one. Okay, so you went through that time when you were you're looking for acceptance, being at age being five, to basically mm-hmm. when you become your high school years. Now you're trying to gain acceptance 
and gain equality amongst mm-hmm. your peers, and you didn't feel mm-hmm. that you had that type of uh, connection at home. Hell, hell no, not not remotely, no. Because I saw cousins that I was cool with even now. One of them, I'm the godfather of kids for the, mm-hmm. for the hell of it. I see them do worse things, and even not even with family, just with when I was homeless, which I'll get in a second, and just living life. I saw people which I saw people that weren't the best people that did mm-hmm. worse things than I did, mm-hmm. but get treated better than me. Got treated or, better than you? Yes. Okay. And like in a way of like receiving better gifts or just just getting better things in life. Yes, it can be materialistic, but just the whole sense of they're getting things that, and I'll be real here, I felt they didn't deserve bothered me because now the thoughts of why why are you treating them? Why not me? I'm basically, I'm, I'm doing good things here. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. They didn't do none of those things. What's going on here? Yeah, not being recognized for your abilities. And not being recognized for just being, you know, and I'm not trying to dumb it down, but just being around and being a good person, you felt did not contrast in getting gifts and not just being on a gifts, but just, you know, being, being loved, you know what I'm saying? Being thought about, am, am I, am I, am I following the same way? Yeah, sure. Yes. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, and, and it just the, the, the fortunate or unfortunate part of it, is because you start at five, that's when you, you start to understand you know, I do good things. I get good. I get stuff. I do bad things. Mm-hmm. I don't get stuff. And I'm not trying to dumb down by being materialistic. I'm just saying, you know, if you do good things, you get the pat on your back. You do good things, you get a gold star on your homework. You do good things, mm-hmm. you get a hug and a kiss. You know, you do good mm-hmm. things, you'll get a gift, or you know, you get taken off for ice cream. And as you get older, mm-hmm. if that's if that's missing, and then you start trying to figure out how can I obtain that. You follow what I'm saying? How can I obtain those gifts? that that love yes. that you know that feeling that makes me feel good because just like you and like everybody else you have you deserve you have a right to feel good to feel positive about yourself yeah. and that fed into DJing in the way of my ego grew way too high way too high because the thing was I knew I was good at DJing I knew it was no I wasn't oblivious to that information and my ego my ego how about this? I let the persona of DJ Mom with HD get, get the now I would not say get the best of me. I will I acted like I was better than everybody else when it came to that came to that, even though I knew in the part that's in my head, it, it does not it won't take much for me to find somebody that easily owned me a DJ. Right. Now do you find yourself you have two different personalities? You have Samuel and you have DJ Lone Wolf. Now the thing was when I when this started, I didn't feel that. I felt like me and that and that was the same. Mm-hmm. Because let's break down the name a little bit. DJ because I'm a DJ. Mm-hmm. Lone Wolf. That name was given to me by a, a good friend of mine. Right. That he noticed that when it came to music, I don't normally do it with people. Mm-hmm. Not in the sense of I, I don't do features, not nothing like that, but more of I don't need to be in the studio with fifteen bit fifteen people in a posse and a president to make a song. Right. I can make the exact same song by myself mm-hmm. and be perfectly fine. I don't need a label. I, I can do this by myself. I like I literally left my label that I co-created to prove to myself in an egotistical-ish way, but in a way I still need to do it, that I can still do this, that my name still holds true. 
wolf because I'm I don't take no shit honestly. Right. I I'm a wolf when it comes to stuff like that. I I know who I, I know what I can do. I know who I am, and if I get challenged, yeah. And HD literally, it, I took that because a favorite artist of mine had the exact same thing, and there was like 15 billion Digital Wolves, so I had to do something to be original. <laughs> right. And then right. when very next year, when this, that favorite artist took it off of his name, I'm like, shit. Uh, well, I'm just saying that. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, you, and you're taking a little bit from that because you, you admire that, that, that artist. Yes, very much so. Yes. No, if I Because it goes into the. Oh, sorry. Right. No, no, no. Don't worry about it. Hey, we're friends. We're just talking. Now, the way I see that, you said DJ Lone Wolf HD. So you're a DJ. You love the DJ. You say you've been doing it since 12. You're lone because at the age of five, like you said, your mother passed away at a young age, your grandmother. Uh, she passed away also cancer, am I correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at five, you became alone. Now, yes. you're a lone wolf. And if you, you know, wolves, if they're a lone wolf, they have to, you know, they don't have that pack around them. They don't have that hierarchy. No. They don't have that alpha wolf or, you know, they don't have that parenting wolf. They don't have that wolf that's going to teach you the ropes, how to hunt, you know, how to get, you know, how to do those things. But the thing about a lone wolf is that they have to be stronger because they have to protect themselves. Because they're not, yes. they're not with other wolf packs. Now you can flow into different packs because hey, that's the kind of, you you build that personality of a simulation. You know, you can go into you don't have that really in high school because all you're trying to do is be accepted. But as you mm-hmm. get in your twenties, you start to understand. You know what? I got to start figuring out who I am. I got to start understanding who I am, and I have to accept who I am. So when you became DJ Lone Wolf, you're telling everybody, hey, of course I'm a DJ, but you're telling everybody I'm alone yet. Like you said, you can't be fucking with me. Yeah. And the because HD part, and I hate the, Go ahead. And the HD part is like, I mean, think about it, high definition. That means there is no question. I am DJ Lone Wolf, and I'm coming at you at 1080p. You know, I'm coming at you at 4K. There'll be no black and white TV. There'll be no, you know what I'm saying? There'll be no grainy stuff. I'm coming at you at 100% clearing. You follow what I'm saying? Yes. Does that sound Very like? So, yes. do, 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 did I get that on point? Do I sound like I'm on the right path? Yes, you did. Yes. Very much so. Now you said you may mention that you have a flaw, and 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 I'm just not I'm not hearing that flaw. Let me know what that flaw or that imperfection you're talking about. Um. Again, feeling wanting to feel validated, wanting to feel like I belong, wanting to feel like I am loved. When I say that goes into everything, I'm talking like. A podcast that I do called mm-hmm. I'm Just Saying. I actually give advice to people because I'm very observant of everything that happens around me. Okay. So I'll see something that's going on in the world. I may have an opinion. I'll make sure I have the right opinion. I'll make sure that the right facts. And then I'll express my thoughts. And, and within the podcast, I'll express my opinion of the subject and make sure I give advice. Okay. okay. The original intention the original intention was to give advice. Don't get me wrong. That was the original intention. I wanted to help. Mm-hmm. But later on, I felt the validation of I wanted to get noticed. I wanted to get um, seen. Became the part. Uh, another example is the music I make. Um, yes, I'm very aware that I'm very good at what I do. Very much so. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I see musicians that do very little and get much more. Um, I'm not going to name names. I'm not, I'm not like that. But at the same time, like the little pumps, the little 
bluesies and all of that as an example, their music is very different and very, I would not say like a day job, but very not like back in the day in old school where you had to give it thought to make that kind of sound. Right. It just, I, I'm not oblivious on how they make it. It's very easy to make it and get to get recognized. But at the mm-hmm. same time, it's a different time. Um, like, for example, like I can make a, a remix of something and spend like hours on it and making it. And then see somebody spend, I know for a fact, like a couple of hours and get recognition. That would bother me. Mm-hmm. Um, that ego, that ego will get to me. That whole validation of, hey, why don't you see me? Like, like what the hell? Now, are you saying that your ego um, is your flaw? Is your imperfection? What I'm saying is my wanting to feel love and doing stupid things to, to get noticed is my flaw. Okay, okay. So you're, so, I mean, because wanting to be loved and need the attention is not, a, I mean, I, like I said, I'm just, we're just talking. It's not the flaw. The flaw would be that you're going to, you know, up degree or going to the, to the far edges of trying to get that love and attention. Yes, very much so. Very much so. I go, I go really, yeah, <laughs> I, I go there when it comes to that, yes. Now, do you feel that because and, and we're not going to talk about, you know, the, the whackness of today's music and how much time and how much the time to put in their art, because, you know, that that's always going to be no matter where, what, what genre, what year, there's going to be cats. I mean, there's country music where if you play them, I remember watching a video, a YouTube video where they played the exact same country song and just inserted different mm-hmm. country groups. And it sounded the same. Like it was literally no I, type I of imagination. It was, yes, there's no imagination. I, so you can find that even the, the little pumps, the little verse, the little yockities, wherever the heck their names are, you can find all that. Now, mm-hmm. the thing is that that's always going to be there because you have to tell you if you're going to be a professional, if, the, if you're going to be an artist, because that's what you are, you have to be able to put yourself, you have to put benchmarks saying, hey, this is what I believe to be the best. And either I got to reach it or exceed it. Now, if you take that thought process and put it into trying to find attention, trying to find love, there's a level in which you believe that you should be loved. And if you don't feel that way, you're going to go above and beyond to make sure you just get that. You follow yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes, yes, I do. Now, when did you find yourself, uh, you know, we have to go into a perfect and exact example. When was the first time you felt that, you know, hey, I need to do above and beyond to, to get attention? <laughs> Recently, um, I'm currently homeless in Omaha, Nebraska. I had came here because another musician, and because I'm not trying to be a jackass, I'm not going to name who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, me, and him, me and him and linked up a couple years back, and we've been cool for a while. And when I was losing my apartment because, honestly, no work, he was mm-hmm. like, hey, try to make it work at where you're at. If it does not, I got a place for you here in Omaha. I try to make things work in Kansas, which is where I was at. It didn't work out. I decided to go to Omaha. Mm-hmm. I came to Omaha, and he had his own faults. He had his own things going on. And I'm the kind of person that if I know I can help, I will help. And that's what I was doing. At the same time, he was trying to get an apartment. I'd been there, had that, was helping him out. Fast forward a couple of months. Um, let simply put, he screwed me over. I have an apartment. And... Mm-hmm. The way it was, the way it happened, I was defending him, and I was made. I was basically made to look like a fool, mm-hmm. and that got to me because it was like I was doing all the right things, and yet this doesn't work. What's going on here? 
I'm a very spiritual person. So when it comes to stuff like this, I take notice of my environment. I take notice of everything. So when it comes to stuff of this nature, when I'm trying to figure out what's going on, I contact certain people and let them read me and read me, read the universe or God, whichever you want to call it, whatever, mm-hmm. to see what is going on. And the woman I normally go to, she takes no shit ever mm-hmm. <laughs> and is blunt. Oh my God, she's blunt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I went to her because that's what I needed. I didn't need that. Oh, it's going to be okay. I need that. This is what's going on. And I explained to her what's going on and I was speaking about it and she said, you need to check yourself. You was wrong. There's a lesson that you need to learn that because you're not learning it, this is why your life is like this. Mm-hmm. When I notice how offended I felt when I'm hearing this, how egotistical I got when I heard this, I realized what's going on here. Um, later on down the line, when I try to do, when I try to DJ, it, it didn't feel right to me. When I try to do the podcast, it didn't feel right to me. When I tried to have sex, it didn't feel right to me. Mm-hmm. I noticed, I noticed that I try, I notice when all of my normal vices that I would turn to to feel better was not working. Mm-hmm. That's when I noticed something's wrong. What is this? So I went to I went to that person again and said, "This is how I'm feeling." Da, 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 da. Now, do you think you understand that what you're doing before is not working out, and you're trying to find a way to change? I notice it when I start to meditate and write down my thoughts and just let my words come out through text and notice where it was going and notice. Let me let me rephrase. I'm sorry. I noticed it when I was taking time to think of my actions and seeing where I was messing up at. Mm-hmm. And there were certain people within my life that was telling me the same things for years, but I was so hard-headed. It was going in one ear at the other. Mm-hmm. So I had to change my perception, honestly. So um, to answer now, your question, mm-hmm. go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, I'm going to make sure you answer the question. Having somebody else bring it to my attention and then instead of me ignoring it and acting like it didn't exist, actually thinking on it is what brought it to my, which made me go, yeah, I need, I need to fix this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, did you see yourself a parent? Because what, what I'm wondering is that when, you, when your friend told you, hey, come to Omaha, I got you, you know what I'm saying? Well, I got an apartment, we'll make it happen. Is that, do you find yourself, the minute you put yourself out as far as trust is concerned and that trust is taken away or smashed, that's when this, that's when your ego kicks in. That's when this pathology of, of you yeah, trying to find yes. these different vices to try to cover up why you should have trust this person or you shouldn't have put your, you know, your love and thought in this person and this person betrayed you. Is that how you're feeling? Something like that. It was more of when it happens, my ego, like you said, comes into play. But instead of being going, man, I should trust him. It was like, yo, why you do this to me? I'm the, I'm the ish. I'm, I'm this. I'm this. Who are you to do this to me? And then we just start going down this dark path. Honestly, right. this is this is not the this is not the only time this happened. This has happened multiple times. This has been brought to my attention, and I've ignored, and I've purposely ignored it because my 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 ego was so big. 
Because mm-hmm. it wasn't even just music, it was all spirituality. At the, my grandmother is Native American. So okay. if you know something about spirituality, they're big on that. They believe in the spiritual and the earth and everything about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they love reappearing, you know, they're very dead. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and she, she did exactly that. Um, and was still very, very much of my life, even though she she passed on. Mm-hmm. And what I'm trying to get at is simply that cycle of turning to people when you know you can do it yourself to fix something that you know you can fix yourself, and then them not be able to, to meet those standards that you have, those impossible standards, and trusting the wrong people. And then when it happens, you're you're lashing out on them like they're the one that followed. Though you know this was not going to work out at all in the first place. One, okay. So I've heard you mention a couple of times about standards. Now, you, do you feel that you hold yourself hold hold yourself to a certain standard, high standards? Do you hold other people to those same standards? Um, musically, I hold myself to a very high standard. Um, sometimes too high. That I cannot normally reach, and I'm not. I'm still learning why, honestly. Um, give me a for give me a for instance. When I make a mix or a remix, I have I'm very I'm a perfectionist, like really badly. So like, um, I the littlest mistake will bother me, and like I will I will a mix that will show that should have took me a couple of hours to do. Now I'm in like hour six, and I'm nowhere near done. And let's say I get the mix done the way I wanted it done. I'll still find a flaw, and I'll be bothered by it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm thinking I gotta redo this. Now I'm not not thinking I'm gonna redo this entire thing, or I don't like this anymore. Now, in your DJ, um, or, or when you do your mixing, have you ever just completed it? Like I said, in the time that you thought I was gonna complete, hey, this is gonna take me three hours, and you actually took you three hours, and you were happy with it. That has never happened. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you that right now. That has never happened. <laughs> so have you ever um, thought that this is your process? This is, hey, I'm going to, you know, this is a DJ Lone Wolf HD. This is the standards. This is how when I submit this to, you know, Spotify or iTunes to or to whatever music, that this is going to be the best me that I could possibly give? Is that what you're saying? I know. I know it's not. No, I'm still evolving. Because with everything that's going on right now, um, I'm relearning myself fully. Mm-hmm. And like before this podcast, I just did like a, just a random mix, see how I felt. And like the perfectionist ways are still there, but not as strong, I can say. It's more of like I stopped even when I felt I should have stopped. And I'm about to listen to it after we're done here and see if I can see if I feel right with the mix. I'm still learning as we go mm-hmm. because life, you never stop learning. And honestly, I have a feeling that I can find a, a, a better way to make music that won't stress me out that badly. That's the thing is stress. I don't want to be that stressed out when I'm making music. I love music. I love making music, but I don't want to be so much passionate at the same time, so stressed out that I'm not even going to be living long enough to even enjoy my first label. Right. I don't want that. So you often find not only is music or be, being a DJ or DJing as an outlet, it's pretty much your outward symbol of who you are internally, of or how you're feeling internally. Very yes. So if we were to pick up, you know, volume one of DJ Lone Wolf HD, will definitely be different than volume two, because like you said, you're evolving. Yes, like on the mixtapes I did, I did 
three, yeah, four. Sorry, um, the very first one is called Beta mm-hmm. because of, I I love the whole pack mentality, like Beta Alpha, all of that mess. Mm-hmm. And in Beta, the way I was in Beta is completely different in Alpha Part One, and that's completely different from Alpha Part Two, and that's very different from Silver Ball Flame. That's very different from the mix they're making now, mm-hmm. and I can go on. So yes, I'm always evolving. I'm always changing because I'm a person. I'm, I'm human. I'm, I'm going to be evolving, especially now with relearning myself. I, I can only imagine how my music is going to be after this is all said and done. Now, do you think evolving? Now you know you're evolving as a, as a, as an artist is is a progression that's just going to continue to go until you leave this rock. But as of now, do you think you're evolving as a person is equal to you evolving as a DJ? You follow what I'm saying? Are you following along? I'm actually, same, are you thinking about it the same way? I, I actually, honestly, I think I'm evolving more as a person than I am as a DJ. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not even that close of a race. It's because when the whole flaw, flaw came about, I hit, it was on a personal level. It had nothing to do with music. Right. And then when I noticed that, honestly, I couldn't DJ, because I was that it, it was that much of a, a problem. Mm-hmm. Then became music related, and then it, it, it became even more a problem when I couldn't do a gig. I couldn't. I, I was so out of it. I couldn't. It was like the realization of I am not done with myself for me to serve other people yet. I need. I need more time. So it was first personal, then it affected music. Then I realized I need to stop and focus on just me. I need to I need to focus on just me. Because if right. I don't focus on just me, my music will be will be affected and I right. can't have that. Now do you find yourself focusing now you said you give yourself six hours, twelve hours into doing this mix. Are you giving yourself that same kind of uh, same kind of gratitude, you know, latitude of giving yourself more time to develop yourself? Before I never have. Before I was so used to I was so used to focusing on other people and other vices and other things that when I did give myself time, it was never that much time. It would be a few minutes here and there, but it was never that much. This is honestly the first time ever in my entire life that I've given myself this much time to heal. Now, do you find yourself through your music? I find myself healing through everything that I'm doing. It just it just today that I actually got back into music, to be really honest. It be, and, it only be, and the main reason why was because my label said, we need you, we need you. I have a gig that needs me. I noticed that there's still a demand, though not much, because I'm still new, in a way, for Lone Wolf. And... For a while, for a good few minutes, I'm like, me, the f- the hell, <laughs> right? I just find I have I have actually find I have, I have all these things I'm dealing with, and you still want me? It baffled me honestly, and I'm still adjusting. Now, do you, think you're too hard? Doing... do you think you're too hard on yourself? Yes, I learned that the hard way. Yes, very much so. Do you feel so I'm learning hardy, do you feel I have to adjust that? Go ahead. Sorry about that. No, no. Do you feel you're hard on yourself because it's a it's necessary for you to grow? Or you feel it's hard on no. yourself because you're still looking for that attention and love? Before before this whole path, this whole thing started, 
Um, it was for validation. It was for self-love and everything. It was for feeling love, very much so. Now, I don't know. To be really honest, I don't know. Because now it's, now that I'm aware of what's going on internally, and I'm trying to, and I'm addressing it now, I'm trying to dial back down how hard I am on myself. Mm-hmm. And I was told, actually taught, my bad, my mistake, that just go with the flow. Just go with the flow. And it's like, that sounds like a foreign language to me, to be really honest. And if you listen to the kind of music I do, you never would expect me to be like that. So it's like, oh, well, shoot, okay. Uh, how do I do this? <laughs> right. So before, very much so, yes, because of um, when AB felt validated. Now, I honestly have no idea. Okay, now when, and I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to, 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 to see that bridge. I'm starting to see the bridge of where, what you're trying to. I'm wondering if you're just taking that music, and you're trying to plug that hole more than you're trying to have other people plug the hole. You follow what I'm saying? Like the true plug for you wanting, you needing these certain, like I said, your flaw, this love and attention, is through your music. And that you're not finding honest. it in people. Yeah. To be honest, yes. But the funny because thing about it I, is you doing that, you're affecting more people. You follow what I'm saying? Ironically, yeah. <laughs> um, I noticed that. It is, honestly. It's, it's, a, it's a concept that I'm still trying to grasp even now in, during this conversation because you just brought to my attention. Because I... Again, I didn't know how powerful music really could be. I really have no idea. Because I just knew I love music. You're go ahead. Everything that you you say that, you, and I'm only saying say because, like, I'm not a psychiatrist or psychologist. I'm going by what I'm hearing, and and you're saying that you're missing those two things. That's now becoming a flaw, and that you've taken that flaw or that imperfection, and you put that into your art. And your art is transcending your life. Your art is saying, this is, this is what my life is feeling. I'm missing this part. Listen to my music. Listen to how I feel. And now you're affecting other people. So you're not doing it on a one-to-one basis, but you're maybe doing on a one-to-500 basis. Like you said, you did the, uh, when you did the, your last gig. Mm-hmm. You didn't understand it in the beginning because you, you know, you're, you're uncomfortable with the situation. Hey, I'm scared. I just pushed the start button. You know what I'm saying? I just put the first mix in. And just with any relationship, it's, it's awkward, right? It's awkward in the yes. beginning. And then once you become yourself, because in the beginning, were you more Samuel in the beginning of your set? Or were you more DJ mm-hmm. Lone Wolf? I was, I was still Samuel Townsend. I was not DJ Lone Wolf. Yeah, so when you realize that what you're feeling, basically your music, because that is, you've been telling me, I've been hearing this through the whole podcast, is that who you are as Samuel is outwardly expressed through DJ Lone Wolf. Am I, am I on the right path? It feels weird for me to hear this for the first time from another person, but yeah. And I could, be, I could be totally yeah. wrong, but I'm kind of feeling because we all, that's what we all feel. We, we, sometimes we don't say, you know, it's like, what's, what's harder than to put your head down? There's a crowd of people to put your head down and just blow past them. You know what I'm saying? Just walk right past them. Or would it be easier for you to open your arms up and say, hey, I'm here for a hug. You know, I'm, I'm here. Hey, shake your hand. Hey, this. 
it's a lot easier to keep your head down and just keep moving. It's easy. It would have been easier for you to bottle up you not feeling affection and love and having that sense of loss since the age of five and just kept your head down and, and just kept that have been, that'd have been who Samuel was. There'd never be a DJ Lone Wolf. It'd just be Samuel Townsend, keep my head down, not really tackling my issues. But thanks to DJ Lone Wolf, I can now express those feelings that may have been suppressed when I was younger, may have been misunderstood when I was younger, may have been taken advantage of now that I'm older. And you're seeing that you're not alone. You follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Do you find yourself now? Or do you give yourself credit as Samuel? Or did you give yourself more credit as DJ Lone Wolf? That's a good question. Because <laughs> um... here, 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 it's, it's a tricky question. It, it, it's, it's a really a tricky question because basically you're one and the same. This is this basketball player called Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. He's only called Magic Johnson on the court. When he was off the court, he was Irvin Johnson. There's a football player named Deion Sanders. On the field, he's prime time. You know, he got the glitz, he got the chains on, you know, he got, you know, he's 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 everything. He's he got the swag. But off the field, that's not him. But at the, if you ever hear them, if you ever, you know, listen to anything they say, they say that at some point in their life, their persona, i.e. DJ Lone Wolf, becomes Samuel. And that DJ Lone Wolf, HD, was always Samuel. You follow what I'm saying? Yes. That the real you, there is no DJ Lone Wolf, HD. That, that's got to be your stage name because, hey, you got to get paid. You know, nobody's going to come and see DJ Samuel Townsend, you know what I'm saying? So you got to have to catch your <laughs> name. But mm-hmm. and what caught me is that when you told me your name, you broke down, you know, basically each, you know, what each thing meant to you. That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm, I'm hearing right now. I'm hearing that all the stuff that you've, you've encountered that's been a flaw or it's been a negative or it's been holding you back doesn't happen when you're DJ Lone Wolf. Am I right? Yeah, actually. You don't, you don't, when you're DJ Lone Wolf, do you wear a uniform or, or do you wear a costume? Uh, not yet. My mentality is different. That way, the way that's my costume. My mentality is different. I'm more aggressive. I'm more, I'm not a martial place. I'm more, let's do this. I'm more assertive. There we go. Now, why can't your ego be DJ Lone Wolf? You follow what I'm saying? Right? Instead of your ego always telling you why I don't have anything, and I'm just making a suggestion, just, just, I'm just spitballing, throwing shit out there and see if it sticks, that your Samuel has evolved into DJ Lone Wolf and that you should be DJ Lone Wolf more often. You're I never thought about that. You're confident. I mean, I'm not saying, hey, Hey Samuel, how you doing? No, no, I'm DJ Lone Wolf today. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, no, 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 no. You're fine. Yeah, I'm saying. <laughs> I, no, I, I get it. You get. I know. I'm about to say. You have to say. You know, I'm saying. Hey, DJ Lone Wolf is what you aspire to be, but that's who you are. Because if you're confident, what you're telling me is that I'm going to stand on this stage, and and with these, you know, with all this electrical equipment, all this music equipment, all this technology in front of me, when at any point shit can hit the fan, right? Power can go mm-hmm. out. Your your sit your Mac can crash. 
You know what I'm saying? Serato may not work right. The mixer may unplug. All this stuff can happen. But you're telling me amidst the, all that chaos, you still believe you're the shit, right? Yeah, very much so. Why not let that be all of you? It's the difference of being. It's the difference between being entitled. You know, hey, I deserve. You know, I deserve to do this. And the difference being, you know what? I'm working so hard to do it that no one can possibly turn me away. You follow what I'm saying? That, mm-hmm. you know, that DJ Lone Wolf attitude, even as in relationships and other people. I'm so confident. And you can't be totally confident because I'm 46 years old. And you were 25? 24. 24. Yeah, so you be 25. So for almost 21 years, I'm still trying to evolve to be my best person. Follow me? Mm-hmm. So do you think that now you're more DJ Lone Wolf or are you more Samuel? Give me a percentage, like 50-50, 60-40. Before what's been going on has been going on, I would have said 60-40. 60 to Lone Wolf. Now... 60 to Samuel before this podcast happened, before mm-hmm. me starting to heal happened. Mm-hmm. Now, as of right now, it's still it's 50 50, but I'm going into Lone Wolf more. Okay. Especially now with Lone Wolf going to be the forefront of my career and everything. What you said really, I never considered that, honestly. Because, in all honesty, I didn't think I was deserving. To be truly honest, mm-hmm. now that I'm hearing this from a separate person who just learned of this, instead of like a friend who could be a yes now, whatever, but a person who just met me yesterday right. on social media, now I'm hearing and I'm hearing you say this, it's like, oh shit, okay, <laughs> right? You know, and and, and, so. and I'm only speaking from experience because I mean, at at my age, at 24, at 23, I was still trying to understand what my flaws were. And at some point, I think right around 25, I owned them. I owned those L's. You ever heard of the L's? I own those losses. Oh yeah. I owned them. I said, you know what? It is what it is. I mean, I can't, I ain't gonna run away from it. And that became Chris, who I am. Instead of Chatmonious, my, you know, my, uh, my pen name, I guess it is for now. It's just Samuel is your anchor. Samuel is the one that experienced the love of his of, her, of his mother, and the, and 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 the loss of his mother. Samuel's the one that experienced the love of his grandmother, and lost his grandmother. But those people are still in his life spiritually. So that's your anchor, and you're building upon that. In my opinion, you're building upon that with your art. Now, as you get further along, and become more successful. Your arts become heard by more people. It's to become more prolific. And it's become more prolific because you're starting to grow. And just understand, like I said, I'm 21 years older than you. You're still going to be growing. It's not going to be as fast. Those, uh, those different, like you said, take you think something should take three hours. It may take you 21 years. (laughs) You follow what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And you just got to keep going at it. When you find yourself being homeless 
do you find yourself as going in, because you say you're an introvert, do you look to yourself for resolution and for solace? Do you find you're looking to yourself for understanding or do you reach out and try so somebody try to understand what you're going through? I normally reach out quite a bit. Mm -hmm. I normally reach out because I'm in my thoughts, I'm in my thoughts all day. Mm -hmm. So I know, I know already what the problem is. It's just sometimes I don't see the perspective of what the solution could be. It's me reaching out to other people. Right. Now, do you reach out when you're on the DJ stand? I don't know what you guys call it. You know, when you're up there on the stage and you got your DJ equipment and you're feeling a little self-doubt, do you reach out to other people to help you out? You don't, right? I don't I don't feel self-doubt when I'm up there. You look into yourself, right? And if I do, it's really rare. It's very rare. Yes. Yeah, you might say, hey, give me a cup of water. You know what I'm saying? Fix this, you know, fix this mic. But you never go, you know what? Oh, shit, I'm not sure what song to play next. Because like you said, you're in your pocket. Right? Yes. When was the last time you've been in your pocket at Sammy? Oh, shit. Um, I can't remember. I don't know. Do you think that Sammy Honestly, deserves I've... to be in the pocket? You know, quote, unquote. Does he deserve to be in that groove? He does, yes. And you, you of course he does. Mm -hmm. And just as you developed your art, you know, you developed DJing by listening to music, by adapting different things. Do you feel you have to adapt different things to make Samuel stronger? I think that comes with growing, honestly, and evolving, adapting to new things. And do you feel you're stagnant right now? Or you think you're still growing the same? I think I finally am growing the Samuel, to be honest. Are it you, took a long time. Right. But yeah. Are you happy with the pace in which you're growing? <laughs> yes and no, because I can get really impatient. <laughs> but I'm happy it's happening at all, to be really honest. Right. So I'm grateful either way. Um, I'm going to tell you about, there's a thing, I always talk about patience, especially in the beginning, and, and no one knows. I'm a paraplegic. I lost my leg, I lost the use of my legs basically because of a spine infection. And they, all the times I was in rehab hospital, and they would sit there, oh, you're going to have a tough road. It's going to be a tough road ahead. And they just kept this like the same thought from everybody. It's like, oh, it's a tough road ahead. You're going to have to do this. It's a tough road. And I, I, I and one day I, they said it like maybe one too many times. And I just was really, I, I was really just, I went to myself and go, you know what? I understand it's going to be a hard road. Just tell me where the first step is. But since I can't, can't walk, tell me where I should start rolling. You follow what I'm saying? Mm. Don't tell me how yes. hard it is. Because I already know. I already know it's going to be hard. If it was easy, nobody would be going through this. I'm not the first paraplegic. You're not the first guy to be homeless. You're not the first guy who loses, who loves his, uh, who lost his, his mother and his grandmother. You know what I'm saying? You're not the first guy to experience it. It doesn't make you fit any less. It doesn't make you any less important. But you have to find yourself in taking that first step of that long road they've been talking about. You got to make that first step. And I think you've done that. Now, who says it has to be a big, long step? It can be baby steps. You know what I'm saying? You can walk like a penguin. It may take you penguin steps to get where you need to go. 
or you may be taking these long, prideful, long, strong steps to improvement. Do you agree? I agree. Yes. Now, just go ahead. I'm sorry, I mean, interrupt you. No, no, no. Please continue, please. When you, as of today, as of right now, you just got a new gig. You just did the gig. Now, do you have another gig coming up? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be in, in Lawrence, Kansas again? Actually, yes. It's going to be this Saturday. At, it's basically the same gig, but we're doing it monthly. So it's going to be the Jackpot Music Hall at, in Lawrence, Kansas, this Saturday from 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. Yes. And all those listening, make sure you go out to see DJ Lone Wolf HD. Make sure you go out there and hear him now. <laughs> yes. From this point, from this day, August 7th, 2018, I want, what are your goals? What is your main, what's your number one goal as Samuel you want to achieve? Heal. I need to heal. But you said you already started if, that no, process no. already. I want to continue to heal. There you go. Continue. To I want to make it's a process, process, right? It's a yes. process, right? I mean, unless you're, yes. unless you're, you know, I, I had to use comic book, unless you're a Wolverine, you know, he can get cut and it's, <laughs> it closes back up again. No, that's not how it is. It, 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 it rough. It, it hurts in the beginning, right? First of all, when you get hurt, it, you're looking at yourself going, how the hell this should happen? And then you realize, mm-hmm. oh shit, this hurts. Then you tell yourself, am I going to continue to let this hurt me? Or am I gonna am I gonna stop the bleeding? Then once you stop the bleeding, you have to do things to promote healing. You follow what I'm saying? You put the ointment on, you put mm-hmm. the band-aids on it, you change it every day. You don't keep that, you don't say, all right, I've been I've been cut or I've been hurt. I'm gonna keep that one band-aid on. Because first of all, can you really put a band-aid over a gunshot wound? You can't. I've seen somebody do it, but yeah, no, you, not really, no. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully not, literally, but, you know, just think about it. You, It's going to take a little bit more effort. It's going to take a little bit more pain for yes. that healing. And I think what you have to tell yourself is that I've started the healing, like you said, and that I'm going to do everything I can to promote it. I'm not going to put myself in the back in the same situation. Hopefully I won't delve into the same vices because we all know about vices. It's all good until the second it's done. You follow what I'm saying? Whether it be Very much so. whether it's sex, whether it's video games, whether it's gambling, it's all good until there's no money. There's, it's all good until after you climax. It's all good until after you eat that last Big Mac. You follow what I'm saying? And that's when you get, yeah. you get into that regret. You get to wondering why I put myself in this situation and stuff like that. That's when you start, you, you don't promote healing that way. At least in my opinion. You follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just as you're going to keep improving your music, you have to keep improving the way you heal. You meditate. You get. You do readings. You know what I'm saying? You have to. Do, you know, being an introvert, you automatically look into yourself. You know what can I do to fix myself? But then you're at this war of I want to go into myself, but I still need that outside expression of love that everyone needs. You're not the only one. I mean, hell, I need love right now. You know what I'm saying? I need somebody to tell me that I'm significant. I need somebody to show, tell me that I, that they care for me. You know, I need a random act of kindness. I need somebody to pick up a Starbucks for me. It doesn't happen all the time, but when it does, you'll feel very appreciative, right? Yes. And that feeling you want, that's the feeling you want all the time. Am I right? Very much so, yes. 
So my thing is treat yourself like you treat like DJ Lone Wolf treats his music. Be very critical. Be very pragmatic. Look at what you're doing in your music. Analyze it. Break it down. But not to the point where you don't believe you're perfect because no one's perfect. You show me one perfect person, I'll show you a thousand people who say they're not. You show me one perfect person, and if you really go behind closed doors, they know they're not perfect. But you're saying all the things. You're starting to heal. You're going to promote the healing, and you're starting to grow. You know, hopefully we're not we're not like lizards. You know, when you're young, you used to cut the lizard's uh, tail off and see it grow, see if it grows back. That's not how we do it. We got to go through all this shit before that happens, and that shit may never go back. You follow what I'm saying? Yes, I do. Hope I'm not uh, talking too much over you. No, 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 no. You're fine. You're fine. It's just a few points at home. Let's go like that. And and I'm not the end all be all, Samuel. I'm not. I'm not the. You know, I'm not Doctor Phil. I'm not Eliana Van Zandt. I'm not the shaman. You know what I'm saying? All I am is that I'm a dude who's been on this earth long enough to to possibly understand that everybody's going through some shit. But how much grace do we have going through it? My grandmother used to say, and I've never met her, but this is what my family used to say. She saw me say whenever there was turmoil or whenever was something going on, she used to smile and go, I never mind the small things. And people go, what the hell are you talking about? And I understand. It's like, at some point, even if the shit hits the fan, you got to smile. But that being said, behind that smile, you're showing your teeth. And if a wolf shows your teeth, shows their teeth, what happens? Somebody's about to get bit. Somebody's about to get bit. <laughs> Somebody is not going to be happy with me very soon. <laughs> right, right. And you, you got to give yourself that much that much love. You have to. Because if you think you don't, that would be a flaw. Your flaw would be if you don't think you deserve love, that would be a flaw. If your flaw is you don't think you deserve attention, now there's attention the wrong way, you know what I'm saying? Or there's attention like you got when you were DJing, when you got in that pocket. And all those people with crowd was moving. Like you said, those people that weren't dancing or dancing, those people that were just chilling and now get a little bit of libation, get a little bit of drink in them, now they're starting to dance. Keep doing it, brother. Keep doing it that way. And, you know, will it, will it turn around tomorrow? It Maybe, may but hey, through life and through all these years, probably won't. But the, what the benefit is right now is that you're just 24 years old. And people all go, oh, you don't know what the hell you're talking about, Sam. You're just a young cat. You're just 24 years old. You don't know anything. No, you know a lot. You know what you don't want, right? Yes. You know what makes you happy, right? Yes. Avoid what you don't want. Do everything you can to find what you makes you happy. And that hopefully when you turn in your later 20s, when you later in your 20s, that's when you start realizing, I'm start, I need to get my shit together. Because that's what you're doing now, right? You told yourself that you've been laying on this, this, this issue, this imperfection for so long that it's starting to affect your day-to-day life. It's starting to affect your, art, your artistry, am I right? Your, yes. your artistic impression is being dumbed down, is being changed because 
this flaw is always rearing his head. And I think when you do when you do Saturday at the hall in Lawrence, Kansas, from what nine to one? Yeah. From nine to one, you're gonna witness again that all those imperfections is what makes you you, but all those imperfections are what's moving the crowd out there. Because you understand. And you gotta give yourself credit for that. If you don't already do. So what do you expect to come out of, what do you expect the morning you wake up on Saturday? What's the one thing you're going to do? Give thanks. That I'm awake. And then I'm going to make sure that I am okay before I go through that event. Have that plan. I'm going to give myself the... Yeah, have that plan. Have that say, you know, hey, I wake up, I brush my teeth, I get all that stuff done. But, you know... I got to brush myself off. I got to brush my mind off, my psyche off. I got to brush that ego off. Your ego is either Samuel or DJ Long Wolf. No other person can t- tell you anything else. Now, what you're going to do two hours before the show starts? What's going to be your mindset two hours before the show starts? I'm going to be DJ Long Wolf by that point in time. I'm going to be psyching myself. I'm going to be getting ready. To, to do to do that event as DJ Lone Wolf. My confidence gonna be a lot higher by that point in time. I'm gonna be I'm by, by the time the event starts I'm gonna be ready. And when is and when are you gonna feel uncomfortable? You don't have to feel uncomfortable. But do you would you feel uncomfortable right before it starts? Hello? No. No, I, I'm, 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 think, I'm processing what you said. Yeah, yeah. I, I was processing what you said because I, I'm like, shit, I got to think about this now. <laughs> um, honestly, no. That's what I'm I, I, I already did my first event. Mm-hmm. I, I know how to do this. I know how, I know how, I, how I can kill this. So it's, just, it's more of executing it now. That's some confidence. And right I know there, I can huh? do that. That's some hell of a confidence, right? <laughs> yes, because I know I can do it. It's not a question if, it's I know I can, I know I will. And as you go in the middle of your set, you know, that's that's what, four hours right there, two hours into it, you're going to be in the groove again, right? Very much so, yes. And those crowds moving, people dancing. All of a sudden, when it's over, how are you going to feel when it's over? Happy with myself. I was able to do that. Because you was able to go through the process, right? And I think that's what I'm trying to tell you. That Saturday morning you wake up, it's a process. You do A to get to B. You do B to get to C. Take that DJ Lone Wolf attitude and make that a Samuel attitude. You know what? Before I decide to make get this attention that I think I need, ask yourself, do you really deserve it at that moment? Or am I just bored? I'm not saying, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm not saying that you would ever be bored or I'm just, my mind is other places. I need this attention now. Because what you're telling me when you're DJ Long Wolf, you don't do it that way, right? No, not at all. Man, you're doing it, man. 
It's just I don't I think DJ Lone Wolf is is ahead of the game. And I think not far behind is Samuel, to be quite honest. Do you think that to be a true statement? Honestly, yes. I I I just never acknowledged it or even really knew, but yeah, to be truly honest, yes. And DJ Lone Wolf is gonna be frustrated with Samuel, right? Yes, he, he would. Yes, yeah, and and Samuel is gonna feel frustrated with DJ Lone Wolf because he thinks that maybe, you know, even though we're talking one and the same, you know, you don't have split personalities, but there's a per, there's you know there's a uh, there's an outward uh, an outward symbol you're still portraying with DJ Lone Wolf that Samuel is gonna be in in the in the background. He's gonna be in the shadow. At some point coming up. All of DJ Lone Wolf's attributes, all of his positives, are going to become Samuel's positives because they already you. Through your trust, through your healing, you'll develop those so where there is no, it's seamless. There is no really difference between Samuel and DJ Lone Wolf HD. It's all one person. Give yourself time for that, man. And understand if you got somebody to talk to, that when you got somebody that when, you know, when, when that cloud, when that, you ever listen to a, 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 I don't know if you know what a tape is, you know, you're young, you're a young whippersnapper, you know, like cassette tapes, whenever you push fast. I forward. know what a cassette tape is. <laughs> I'm not that young. I'm I know what a cassette tape is. I'm just messing with you. But you ever hit fast forward and it's, you kind of know what the song is, but it's so damn fast and really, it, 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 it's, it's nerve wracking. That's mm-hmm. what. That's what those spots are. Each of those spots that you go through, like you being homeless now, you're going to start fast forwarding through that. It's going to be off. It's going to be that noise, you know, that high pitch chipmunk sound. It's not going to make sense. What you're going to make sense of is going to all slow down and it's going to all get better, at least in my opinion. So as we, any thoughts or any, any, anything you got going on in the head right now? Um, I wasn't expecting this conversation to go this route in any way. Shape, I'm sorry, form. sorry about that. I, I didn't hope I didn't. No, 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 no. You're fine. You're fine. I wasn't prepared, but at the same time, I knew this wasn't happening just because. And I was wondering, what is this going to lead to? Right. I wasn't expecting this to happen. Right. And at the same time, I'm glad this happened because it's as I was doing all of this, I wasn't considering my artistry as, as I should. I didn't realize how important it is, how much of it matters. I, I wasn't thinking about it. And um, this conversation reminded me that I'm also DJ Lone Wolf. And I'm going to be okay. You will. It ain't going to be easy. Um, it ain't going to be easy, brother. It's not going to be easy. It's not because you had to learn how to be a DJ, right? You had to learn the intricacies of music. You had to learn how to do all yes. that. You still have to learn how to be Samuel. Samuel Townsend, you have to learn that. And you continue to learn that. You, it wouldn't do you justice to give up on yourself now. 
because you you already know what your future self is by by DJ Lone Wolf. You know you can affect change. You know you can affect people in a positive way. You already know that you're starting your healing. Just keep moving forward. So, you know, just keep doing forward, brother. And, and to say all that, man, is that all those picture, uh, let me know what you're going to be at this Saturday. Um, the Jackpot Music Hall. All right. Now, this, this podcast will go out on Thursday. So, Thursday. Thursday. So, just in time. There you go. So, just in time. Let me know. So, you said the Music Hall. <laughs> Give, give me the whole spiel. Give me the whole rundown of where you're going to be at. Okay, I'm going to be at the Jack... I forgot their address. Yay. <laughs> I'm going to be at the Jackpot Music Hall in Massachusetts. At... Sorry, my nerd just got to me. Let me oh, try that again. I will be at the Jackpot Music Hall. It's going to be hosted by Mr. Man of Love. It's going to be a drag show and a dance play at the same time. It's going to be drinks, eight, 18 up. going to be paying $7 to get in. 21 up is going to be paying $5 to get in. It's going to be a beautiful show. I'm going to be on the ones and twos all night from 9 a.m. Sorry, 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. And I want y'all all to come out and have a great time. That's right, man. You get out, I, if you're not out there and not having a good time, it's not DJ Lone Wolf's fault. It's your fault. <laughs> you heard it, man. Come on, now. <laughs> all right, man. Thank you so much for, for, for telling us how you feel, man. And just, and, let, and just understand that there's going to be cats listening to this this podcast and will understand exactly what you're going through and be ready to meet you on the other side. Ready for that. Thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. Thank you for having me. Seriously. Thank you. Oh, no problem, brother. All right, man. Thanks for joining the Storytime Podcast. This is Chad Monius and I'm out. <laughs>